And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Fell down the fucking stairs in the middle in the middle of the night when it was dark, and I had socks on, and the feet went right out. Dude, fucking. I was like I was on ice. Did Elaine even wake up? Oh, fuck no. That's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh. I fucking, I hit the bottom, right? I'm going, and the first thing I said is, fuck that hurt. Right? <laughs> Second thing I did is I pushed my chest like this. And I'm trying to get someone to answer that fucking button. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you guys have those in your I'm house. Like, I've fallen. <laughs> And I can't get up. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was going to ask uh, you, like, do you have those kind of things? <laughs> you guys, oh, fuck you guys are out there by yourselves, man. You're 75 fuck years old. You. What, fuck you. What are you going to do? She obviously doesn't wake up when you... I can just imagine oh, how much no, noise dude. that made. <laughs> oh, dude. It was <laughs> so loud. And she, this morning, she fucking, she looks at me and she goes, what's on your back? like my fucking spine's all fucking bruised up oh, my no. fucking heart i don't know if you can see my fucking arms all fucking oh, and i go yeah i fell down the stairs she goes i didn't hear you i said no shit <laughs> right i said i was hitting my button oh man <laughs> that's so funny oh uh, fuck then i did benson henderson fucking I, I don't know how my wife finds this shit but i guess he does this challenge he did this challenge and he challenged me mm-hmm this 30 squat thing, right? Oh, okay. So I fucking load up the bar. I put 225 on the bar. All right. Cause he had like fucking 35s. Gotcha. Like, fuck that. But dude, I, I do the 30 squats and I tell her to film me. I say, hey, film it fast. Cause I'm, it's going to take fucking a while. It's going mean, yeah, no yeah. to sit there. Dude, she films it at a fucking speed. It looks like I did one squat. <laughs> slow. She put slow motion. Okay. No, she put fast motion. Oh. So. So I, you know, it's filming, but it's like it goes. Yeah, it was done. I got you right. So I did the thirty fucking squats for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I challenged you too. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, the uh, um, I, I did the push up one because uh, Victoria and I think Kogan challenged me to that. So okay. I did those. Yeah, I did those. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But see, it got it went from when they originally had challenged me it was like a week ago. It was like twenty five. And then I see Dave posting the 10 push-up challenge. I'm like, what the fuck is the 10 push-up challenge? It was 25 three days ago. No, see, oh. as, I, as I sit here with my fucking legs sore than shit yeah. now, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. good thing I had to put more weight on it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressive. That's probably why I fell. <laughs> John, have you seen Dave in the workout videos? Yes. Oh, my God. It's... Yes. It's so hey, damn funny. I was gonna say, I was gonna say all kinds of shit mm-hmm. until I fucking fall down the stairs because watching Dave on the ladder and shit like oh, that. Oh jeez. Dude, you were he was so fucking close to eating shit on that one. Oh man, it was so yeah. gross. He ate shit on the couch. Yeah. But the fucking the oh, ladder, ladder one was nasty. That one would have hurt. Oh, that one yeah. would have hurt. That oh, one would that's what we call that's gonna leave a mark. He said he has a little cut on his leg from that. I'm surprised. Oh, big cut. You have a big cut, really? A big, uh, big bruise. I have a small cut. A big bruise. Yeah. Big bruise. <laughs> so I got funny. a big. I got a big bruise right there. It runs around the arm. Oh, jeez, man. Um, 
right. Well, I guess, I guess we should just open with what we just talked about since we're already filming. You're filming? Yeah. Forget oh, it. No. <laughs> he said, oh, no. Oh, no. Let's hear it. I can't wait. I want to. So many people got to hear about your fall. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Don't have your hands full fucking going down the dark in stairs that are slippery when you're wearing socks. I have a question, though. What did you have in your hands at, like in the middle of the night? <laughs> well, it was, I was closing up. You know, I, I always check my house and I take my dog out. and I'm checking everything. And so I've got my shoes in my hand because I got to put my shoes back in my closet. Mm -hmm. And I have a jacket in my hand and I have my phone in the other hand and I have what the, Oh, and I have a drink. So I got all this shit in my hands and I look down and I'm, I'm trying to see, did I, did I leave the light on down there? Cause it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. And I kind of lean out and stuff. And then I walk down and stuff. Lean out. Damn, I think I did. And then I'm like, I'll just go down there. And instead of turning around and turning the light on, no, don't do that. <laughs> just go down. So I go down the stairs and it's kind of, you know, with these socks, I just got these new socks, uh, Under Armour socks, right? Uh -huh. Really good socks, very slippery. And I've got wood steps that have nothing. Yeah. And my dog <clears throat> eats it on these stairs all the time. You just compared yourself right? to your dog, very nice. Oh, hey, tr trust me. I, <laughs> My dog eats it all the time. I mean, and to the point my dog doesn't want to go up or down the stairs. Oh, wow. That's right. Nice. He, he's like permanently just screwed over going up and down these steps because he's got like, the, you know, he's really fuzzy and he's got the hair. And so the, they're slippery and he fucking eats it all the time. All oh, of a sudden, boom, he's going down the stairs. So I go down the first and I hit the hit the first step on the one and my foot goes, Joop, and I went, wha-bam, on the stairs hit the bottom right the first thing is like god damn that freaking hurt second thing man i'm i'm hitting the button right oh, and no one's talking to me josh no one <laughs> i've fallen and i can't get up i can get up but man <laughs> uh, my if, wife just slept right through the whole thing of course she did of course if if you yeah. guys haven't seen podcast dave's uh page go to his page and hit, oh hit, dude hit the with him on the button. ladder Bro, I don't, did you post the ladder one? Did nah, you post? You... Tiny doesn't want me to. Oh, she man. She said it's too embarrassing. Like, oh, why? Because she <laughs> screams out, oh, babe. Dude, the couch one's good, but the, the ladder one. one? Yes. The ladder one, the ladder one would have hurt. I <laughs> he caught himself on that thing. I don't know how he caught him. I have oh. no idea what you caught. What would you catch yourself on? The, the I caught myself on like the top handles on the ladders, like the side pieces. They're not really handles, but like the the parts that fold over the top, like just like the. But it's just like the top of the ladder. Instead of like, it, it mine curls over because it opens out into like a straight ladder. Got it. So uh, I managed to catch on those. Wow. God, man, I was, my legs are jelly for like four or five minutes after. Dude, that's. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I got the jelly leg thing too, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I got the jelly leg. It was a bad day yesterday. <laughs> you two got to do a workout video together. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. kind of see that. I, oh, man. I, Benson Henderson sends a thing out. My, I don't see it. My wife sees it yeah. and says, hey, Benson Henderson challenged you. I said, what, do, what the hell you mean Benson Henderson challenged? And she goes, yeah, he's got this squat challenge. Through. You got to do 30 squats. I said, just 30 squats I said, with no weight. She goes, no, with weight. And so she shows me and you know, I look, I said, all right. I said, well, I, 
first off, my knees are kind of bad anyways, but yeah. I, I squat a little bit. And so I said, well, I'll put more weight than he has, but I, I, I can't go down real far. I can't do yeah. a you know, butt drag in the ground. So I put 225 on the thing, have my wife, and I tell her, well, I said, well, you know, don't do it. It's going to take me freaking a minute and a half to do these at least or so. Yeah. I go, just, you know, kind of speed up the thing so, it, you know, it looks like dum, 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 dum. I go and I do the 30 squats, right? Put the bar up, fall to the ground, <laughs> challenge you, challenge Jade. Jay, I said, all my Bellator crew, Jay Glazer, Chael Sonnen, <laughs> Josh Thompson, Jen Brown. I, anyway, I went, Mike Goldberg and Mauro Ranallo, You, I need mental squats out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the video, and the video goes, what? Oh, it yeah. looks like I did one. She did time lapse. She hit you with the time lapse. Time. Dude, I did I did that for nothing. I said, I'm done. No Benson way. wins. I'm not I'm not <laughs> doing it again. And I so right today I got jelly legs. Oh. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> Dave said he couldn't walk for like two days. He was like, it was just he's like, it was horrible, man. Cause when we did those workout videos on our page, if you're Bella, not used to it, man. I was cracking up. You should have seen him. Like I, I couldn't see him because he was a little bit behind me, but I could hear when he stopped. <laughs> just started laughing and there was a couple there was excuse me there was one video where he actually like just sat down and was sitting there it was so funny oh man dave man's got to know his limitations that's all right baby that's great well just for the record i do lift weights several times a week apparently not <laughs> it's like i, I saw use... those weights josh was using them too the 16 ounce monsters yeah water filled bottles i was just laughing Big weights. like what like he says he loves weights but they're like we we didn't really use any weight and he was like his legs were shot all week it was so funny he's like no no because yeah. i said look at film again we filmed on thursday we dropped friday saturday sunday the workouts I'm like, Sunday, I'm like, hey, we got to film. He's like, I can't today. He's like, my legs are fucking dead. I'm like, dude, <laughs> three days, three, four days after the workout, your legs are still fucked up. Oh, it's cracking up. Anyways, all right. Well, hey, um, you want to just get into fan questions? You want to talk about a couple yeah, little things go. first? Come on. We're already talking. I've already made a fool of myself telling <laughs> everyone I fell downstairs. Come on. Oh, man. All bruised up. All right. Let's go, buddy. Yeah. Nabs MU asks, who should Colby Covington fight next? And what are your thoughts on him causing fights at the gym? Uh, Go ahead. Okay, so so my take on this is, and I'm only going based off of what Colby has just said. Uh, he's released last night. He's like, look, he's like, George, he's not going to fight Usman. He said he doesn't want to fight him. He's going to outprice himself. He doesn't want that fight. He wants he wants a he wants a Conor McGregor money, Conor McGregor fight. He wants that type of fight. And if he doesn't get it, then he's just gonna sit out. He's gonna kind of pull a little bit of what the Nate thing is until he can fight somebody he can beat pretty easily, or when there's a little bit more excitement to get some more money out of it. Which is smart play, I think, by him because I think Nate and Nick have kind of laid the groundwork on how these things work. Hey, if I just don't fight for a long time, you guys don't need the pay per view numbers. You'll eventually come around and pay me. You know, and I'll just keep getting the fights that I kind of want. You know, and I understand that Connor's got more of the fuck you money. Like, I can fight whoever I want when I want. I dictate kind of the pace of, you know, when I'm going to fight and who I'm going to fight because I've got, you know, the UFC by the short and curlies. I think George is not going to be in that position because he doesn't have, you know, two and three hundred million dollars in the, in the bank. But he's got enough money, I think, put aside for right now to last, you know, probably a good year or two if he wants to hold out. Uh, I don't think he will. I think he'll eventually fight because he's just it's just in him to be a fighter. Um, 
it, to answer the question though, who will Colby fight? I think George kind of outprices himself. I agree with what Colby said. He outprices himself. He doesn't fight Marty uh, Usman. He doesn't fight Usman, and he moves on, and he fought, and he ends up fighting Colby again. I think Usman and Colby end up fighting again because it was such a good fight. I'm almost with you, which scares me. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say, look at the big brain on yep. Brad there, man. You where did I lose you though? You were laying that down. Where did I lose you? I, w- I want to know how many times have you have you seen George Masvidal duck somebody? Never. Okay. Never. I'm not saying he's ducking right. him. So I'm, I'm not saying he's ducking him. I, I'm, there's on, a difference between yeah, ducking well, him and, and and this is I love when the you know when the pot calls the kettle black and I've done it too and you've done it but let's see. Wasn't it Colby Covington who was saying he wasn't getting paid enough to fight mm-hmm. Kamaru Usman? That's yeah. why I'm not taking the fight before. What mm-hmm. didn't he do that? Yeah, I believe oh, so. Yeah, amazing. You know, look, Masvidal needs to do certain things in his career right now that are smart. Yeah, he's an older fighter now. He's getting older, and. He has the popularity right now. And so exactly what you're saying, similar to what Nick and Nate have done, how much can Nick Diaz make coming back and fight? He can make a ton. Yeah. And he hasn't fought since I did his last fight back against Anderson Silva. I can't believe that was right? his last fight. It seems so long. It's hard to believe, long. but yeah. how much money could he make if he came back? Yeah. A ton. A shitload. And God bless him. If he does it, great. If he doesn't, great. That's that's on you know whatever he wants. But Masvidal has worked himself into that place where people want to see him fight. Mm-hmm. And it's his job to realize, hey, this is a business. I am a business unto myself, and I need to be smart. If I'm going to fight for the title, that's great. That's going to change. That's going to change my money outlook also. But I can change my money outlook <clears throat> immediately. If I fight Conor McGregor. Yeah. So, you know, I don't blame him at all for sitting there saying, well, you know, uh, let's see. Fight Usman or fight McGregor. Both are tough fights. Mm -hmm. Both are great fighters. But one's going to pay him double. Double. Why would you not do that? Well, here's smart. I agree. Yes. But you gotta, I guess for me, I'm looking also to long-term. He can fight that one fight and lose and get paid double. Or he could fight that one fight. He could fight the other fight and potentially win and get paid double for longer durations. Because being yeah, a champion, you, you make quite a bit more yeah, money. He could potentially win both. Yeah, he could. I, and I he could potentially lose both. Yes, very true. So if he takes the Connor fight and he wins... What's he doing? He's setting himself up for that <clears throat> fight with Usman. But but you're it's you're there for him. But you're putting you're putting if he f- takes it and he loses, he made double the amount of money. Yeah, but John, you're putting a fight in there that I already said in the beginning of this argument in this conversation is that that's not even on the table for him because Connor has to take the fight. Not it's not up to George for him to take the fight. George was like, I, fuck I, yeah, I let's do totally this. Totally understand that. I totally understand that. Usman is I, like basically under contract because you're my champion. You will fight. He doesn't have that Connor fight leaning in the background. That's not going to happen, you know. Like Usman, Connor is not going to fight Usman. It's just not going to happen. So, like, I don't think he's going to fight George. I don't think for, George is the fight for Connor either. All right. So, to ask me, I mean, as simple as it gets, I'm going to ask you this: 
if the UFC paid Masvidal, you know, we'll say just two million dollars to fight Nate Diaz, yeah, and he wins the BMF belt in that show, yeah. Do you think that maybe he wants to hold out for making that much to fight Usman? Uh, fighting the champion? Yeah, he does. I think uh, I think that's he called, does. Of course he does. Now, if he doesn't get if he doesn't make that amount and he ends up settling for five hundred thousand dollars less or half of it, yeah, he can do that. But it's a gamble, and yes, you're gambling on yourself, but he's just trying to be smart with this. Colby went through this exact thing. Colby likes to talk. Mm -hmm. Good. Good for Colby. Okay? He's a good fighter. And he's trying to talk himself into that rematch by saying things about Masvidal, that Masvidal doesn't want to fight him. He's afraid of him. Masvidal's not afraid of freaking Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's nothing. This has nothing to do with fear of a man who's going to stand across I the cage I can agree with you me. on that. I agree with you 100%. This has to do with... Financially, I need to be smart in the position I am right now. This is my time to make the, my biggest money. Mm -hmm. So let me be smart in how I do it. And I think that's what George is trying to do. I No, I, I understand what you're saying. I do. I completely So you're understand. saying I'm right? No, no, no. I say oh, I'm, yes, I'm saying you I'm are. No, because you, you try to compare right. the, the argument that was not there. Connor needs to put that fight on the table. That fight's not even on the table. So to say that he has a backup fight, we, that's not even in the conversation. Well, Connor already the, put that fight on the and table. And then, no, the, it's, yes, he, he, he put it on, but then UFC's not putting that on. So that fight's really not on the table. <laughs> <laughs> that fight's really not on the table. You're saying Connor put it on the table. Would I prefer yes. to see Connor and George? I would prefer to see Connor and George over. The uh, Usman and Connor or a uh, Mazadal fight. I would rather. Okay, see would you that rather fight. see Connor and George or Connor and Justin? Gaethje? Yeah. Oh, Con no, Connor and That's George. That's the question. Connor and George. Okay. Yeah. I Look, I feel like every time I talk about Gaethje, I, um, I'm going to catch some flack. I'm a huge fan, man. I love watching his fights. Oh. I love everything about him. I love I love his personality. I love everything that he does when he fights. He's just a wild man, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I've even I voiced my concerns because I hate to see guys that fight like him because their careers don't last very long. Normally, he's had a long career already. He's had a pretty good long. He's had a pretty long career, but he just got in. He just got in uh, to the UFC, and he had a, a little rough stint in the beginning. But now he's doing. He's fucking phenomenal. I think he's finally came into his own. Uh, and slowing a little bit of things down and picking and choosing a shot, showing all the things that makes him a great fighter. Um, he hasn't quite wrestled yet. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like to see him wrestle no. a little bit more. Um, but I, I just feel that if you look at how he had kind of a hard time with Eddie Alvarez and he had kind of a hard time with Dustin Poirier, those guys, they're great. They're good strikers. But Connor is that next level above, which he's already proven that he's a better a more technical striker than those two guys. This is true. Good point, Josh. You're and right. So see, look at that. that. I gave you credit. That fight, <laughs> that fight between those two, I, I would rather. And, and it's nothing against Justin. I, I'd like to see the fight, of course. But if I had to choose between him and Masvidal, I would choose him and Masvidal. Um, just given that Connor looked good at seventy, even though it was a short fight. 
you know, and to 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 talk about Stephen A. We didn't get a whole lot from it. I mean, I did get a whole lot from it. Okay, I got a whole lot from it, but I do understand it wasn't a lot of. There wasn't a lot from it. I got stuff from it, but there wasn't a lot to go base off of. A couple shoulder strides, head kick, and beautiful movement, you know, um, and great pressure, great game plan to come out and jump out on top right off the bat. Uh, it just didn't go Cowboys' way. I want to see the Masvidal and Connor fight more so than I want to see the other fights. Uh, I want to see the Colby fight and Usman fight. I'd rather see that fight than see Masvidal and Usman fight. Um, and then that really just leaves Gaethje and, uh, and Connor. The one thing, the one thing about the Gaethje and Connor thing is this, is that, and I've I've patted this guy on the back several times, but he's kind of he's he, this is this is when I talk about Ali, I talk about this. This is what he's doing. He has Connor, he has Gaethje, he manages Gaethje, he manages Khabib. Yeah. He knows they're not, you know, he prefers them not to fight, or does not want them to fight, you know, for the title. So what does he do? He says, Connor, if you're ever going to fight Khabib, you're going to fight Gaethje first. That's when that's when that manager being a manager works for in his advantage up until Dana says, no, 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 we ain't fucking doing that. OK, I understand that. But I, I think as a manager, you couldn't have asked for a better way to try to set up your guy to get a money fight, you know, because it benefits him as well. And it benefits. He's doing a good way talk to me. You look at that look on your face, you know, um. It's it's also, Ali's, it's also early in the morning, but I, that's okay. maybe, maybe the way you wake up. <laughs> I don't know. Ali is playing a dangerous game. Yes, he is. Because if Justin wins, now he doesn't really have a choice. His two guys are going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if that's what you're trying to avoid, then you're saying, well, I just want Justin to make money fighting Connor because he's going to lose. Is that true? I don't, I, I'm not saying it's true. I, I would tell you Connor's going to be the favorite going into that fight. Yeah. But. Justin can, you know, Justin is good enough. He can beat anybody on a given night. And so you're playing that. Oh, well, man, I, you know, let me, let me try to play this. So it, it works out right. Uh, nothing against Ali and what he's doing, but it's a dangerous game because when yeah. his guy fights and wins, now you just locked yourself into you're in a corner. You're going to sit there and say, well, my guys aren't going to fight each other. Oh no, they're going to. You know, if there's one thing that the UFC has basically pushed past is that, oh, we're teammates, oh, we're managed by the same, doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay? This is a fight that, you know what, and in reality, you're looking at if it's that wins are supposed to be what puts you into that next step in that next realm and finally that title picture. Well, then Justin's <laughs> doing exactly what he was supposed to do, and he put himself in that title picture, and now he can fight Khabib. Let me throw a wrench in this whole conversation. This, this is one question. Jesus Christ, I thought we did. This is one question. <laughs> this is one question which is cracking me up. Is, you know what? The fight that I really watched, to be honest, I, I wouldn't mind seeing. And I think it's still a huge money fight. Is Colby Covington and, and Masvidal. Hello? Why aren't we just get that fight on? Let's just do that one. And then the winner of Leon and T-Wood fights Usman. <laughs> I mean, it just, if you, want, you, want, you want some drama? There's your drama for you. I mean, well, you, with as much with as much as Colby has been talking and talking about George being a journeyman and all this mm -hmm. stuff, I'm sure that Masvidal would enjoy trying to punch him in the mouth. That yeah. would be a it would be a good day for George. Speaking and of, it, yeah, the best part is Col Colby also came out saying that you know Masvidal can't wrestle at all. 
Mm. So that's a, that's a lie, but yeah, it's well, no, it's <laughs> fact. Yes. Colby said it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you hold you hold a lot of water into what Colby says. Um, uh, a lot, man. Come on. Let's to, to talk about that. Let's hear about ATT. They came out with a new rule: no trash talking teammates or whatever. And like literally, oh, like less than twenty four hours, Masvidal goes, "Fuck that guy!" <laughs> just, <laughs> just come on, man. What's he supposed to say? I don't know. I, I thought he, no, I thought he, he wasn't he, supposed to say anything. Like, hey, you know, Colby I, and I, I sorted it out. And, you know, let, let Dan Lambert is the founder owner of American Top Team. He did. You know, if you go back. To the beginning, who did he do it with? He did it with the Silvera brothers, mm-hmm. being Mauricio, and then um, Conan. Am I saying that right? It's Conan is the the brother that stayed, but his older brother is the one that was one with him in the beginning, and then he brought in you know Ricardo Labario, and you know that was a Brazilian based team, mm-hmm. it really was. You take a look at all the guys that were big and. Just about all the big fighters they had for a long time were all Brazilians. Yeah, Jay Z was there originally. I think that Jay-Z. was Jay Z. I think that was Jay Z, like with his arms up on the flag. Yeah, I think that's Jay-Z. it is. Yeah, it's Jay Z's silhouette. Yep. And so you look at that, and then you know Dan Lambert is a great guy. He's put so much money into that school camp. You know, he's never going to make it back. Never. But he, you know, <laughs> but. He has kept that thing running. He has done a fantastic job with it. And you you look and he made a mistake with Colby. He likes Colby. Mm-hmm. He likes Colby a lot. But when, you know, Colby did the whole thing and where Colby got kind of hot, you know, and, and kind of resurrected his career was when he fought Damian Maya. Not that his career was bad. It's just that people were looking at him like he wasn't that exciting as a fighter. Yeah, and he fights Damian Maya, and then he basically calls Brazil, you know, a horrible country, and you know, people are filthy animals and things like that. Took a page out of Chael's book. Yeah, took a total page out of Chael's book, but in some ways, overstepped the line because a lot Chael of the never guys, because Chael never oh, did. That. Chael never. Well, Chael never lost a fight. <laughs> the, the, my best Chael is when he said that. He didn't understand the rules of MMA. Jeez, he thought you... that if he tapped out in the fifth round of the Anderson Silva, that means he just lost that round. That's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. <laughs> now, I, did you see Dominic and Uriah's face when that shit oh, happened? Because yeah, <laughs> they're like, is he being serious? What the yeah. fuck is going on over there with that guy? Yeah. But anyways, Dan Lambert, finally, you know, you got to look in what Colby said it in how many of the people that were past members of ATT, current members, current trainers, you, you got to be, you know, to that point where you can push that that envelope a little bit. But you got to also look and say, hey, I need to be cognizant of the people that have helped me get yeah. here and are helping me get better every day so I can get to that point. Dan made a mistake when he didn't stop it then. And he's trying to stop it now. You know, sometimes you get guys that, you know, they get to that point where now all of a sudden they're getting that publicity, they're getting that notoriety, they're getting that attention. And Colby, that's what's making Colby money. He kind of likes it. And he's pushed it to the point where now he, I mean, he's saying things about, you know, okay, I had a gym and I, you know, my whole thing, you know, 
was, hey, you don't say anything. You want to say something to someone, we go in the room there and you can say it. Other than that, shut up. He's saying things about Joanna, you know, who Joanna is sleeping with and things like that. Man, you are crossing the line, dude. You are way, way past the point of return. Stop. You don't go there. You know, Joanna wants him kicked out of ATT. Now, will Dan do that? I don't think so. And that's why he's brought about this whole up. We've got a now a, a clause that says you cannot talk trash about any of the fighters or your teammates here at ATT unless now you're scheduled to fight them. If you're scheduled to fight them and that's part of the promotion, then then okay, we'll allow it at that point. So what we need is we need exactly what you said, yes. Colby to fight Masvidal so we can have that and watch them go at each other. <laughs> All right, that was long enough on one question. <laughs> we did. Did we have a question? Yeah, what was the question again, Dave? No. <laughs> go ahead, second question. Uh, from oh. Dian L. Arts, he asks, uh, most vicious knockout Big John has had to call and hardest sparring slash grappling partner for Josh. Okay. Go ahead. Your most vicious knockout. Oh, my God. How do I get down to one? Come on, man. Let me get down to one. Yeah. Huh? One. Just the most vicious one that I've seen, like that I can come off the top of my head. <clears throat> is Rashad Evans and Sean Salmon. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, I didn't do that fight. No, I know, but I'm saying that the ones that I've seen. Oh, I dude, that's make... nothing. Nothing. You you know what? You that need to was... watch fights. I know. We've I had know. bigger knockouts in 2019. That was pretty nasty. Than that though. one. That was pretty That nasty. was a good one. You like, can see that one being set up. Yeah, he was that was that reminded me a lot of Mark Coleman. When he got knocked out by Pete Williams. Pete Williams, that yeah. was a beautiful kick. Yeah, those two, those two almost are like mere identicals a little bit. They remind yeah. of each other. Or you can go with 2019. Kevin Lee fights Gregor Gillespie. How about yeah. that left kick? Yeah, Gregor. That was, was done out. smoothly though. That was beautiful. That was done like all in transition. The other Set two up. guys, the other two guys, just threw the kick raw dog. I mean, they, yeah. they fainted Blindly. and threw. Yeah, they fainted and blind. Yeah. They just threw it. They threw it raw dog. The uh, the the Gillespie one was or the Lee one was set up just like off the combination. It was done beautifully. Yeah, like yep. when, you, when you're showing people textbook stuff, that's exactly how. Yeah, it was nice. Go ahead. Sorry, I stepped on your question. Go right ahead. I mean, I have so many damn vicious knockouts. You, you go back and Tank Abbott had a couple. If you're going to look back in the way old days, you know he knocked out Matua. It was vicious. Far as the last shots that you know, and the way his head slammed off of the canvas, that wasn't good. He had one against Steve Nelmark that was. So you're saying pretty, you were late getting to the stoppage? That's what you were saying. You were late. Getting <laughs> so, I just want to make sure we I were talking. Saying, dude, we're I clear. wasn't saying that. You I know, mean, the one that I was a little early in. There was this one, Josh Thompson against the people. <laughs> I should have let that motherfucker continue to hit him. I mean. <laughs> You missed the headbutt, so what's the difference? Yeah, what's the point, man? If I'm going to be late on something, be yeah. late on the whole damn thing. I guess. I feel um, like you didn't even show up for that fight. What happened? Well, I showed up. It was just, uh, I guess it was late. Oh, or I, I did, I, maybe I took a break in the middle of it. I could see that. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> um, so give me, give, come on, give me, give me your fight. Give me, give me, give me a good knockout that oh, you did. Man, it's, you know, God. Dang it, that's hard to freaking go with everything that I've had and stuff. I mean, Cowboys had a couple of vicious ones that I've done. 
find and I'm trying to think. Mm. And I'm on the spot here. Did you do uh, Chandler and Patricky? Yes. You did that That one? was vicious. Yeah. 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 That right hand by Chandler, dude, that was so hard. And he, you talk about catching a guy because, you know, he hit him. He's, again, just being in the right place position-wise that you see things and stuff. But he was going to jump up and come down on him, too. And yeah. I caught him in the air. And he's, you know, I stopped in the, in the back. He goes, he goes, hey, man. Did you know I was gonna come down on top of him? I go, no, I'm just trying to get you off of him. <laughs> you know, he goes, yeah, you took took away that final shot. And I go, good, you didn't deserve that final shot. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, there's been so many I can't say down to one, man. I'm sorry. You know, I could I could go over a list of all these. It's just hard to MVP against Cyborg, even though that really wasn't a guy that got knocked out. The yeah. knee to the head and the, that crushed his sinus <clears throat> area and broke his skull. That's as hard as you can get. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. What was the one I was just thinking about? How many are there? I mean, I got so many. It's like it's hard to come up with. What's Crazy. the hardest one? What was the question for me? Uh, your hardest uh, grappling slash sparring partner. Grappling slash sparring partner. Everyone was different. Like... <clears throat> he wasn't he wasn't hard like it wasn't um we just always went hard with each other you understand what i'm saying like it wasn't like it was do you want me to answer this for you i'll give you i'll give you a bunch of options for you well yeah go ahead. let's, let's see let's if see you're if gonna you say, have any of them okay well let's see wrestling wise the guys that gave you the hardest throw how about gray maynard Yes. How was it wrestling with Gray or could be? I wouldn't even call it wrestling. I could like with Gray. <laughs> I don't. I so I, I think I told this story like two weeks ago. I never even got him down. I think one time in my whole career, my whole time yeah. wrestling with him, training with him, I got him down when we sparred because the timing, the setups. So, but I never, but, yeah. but I never got him down. We were just like touch hands and wrestle. Just wrestling. Yeah, right. That fucking guy was so fucking good and so fucking strong. Like, if I get on the leg, I was like, oh, this is... It's called bully for a reason, yeah, It was more work for me to even shoot than just be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Just go ahead and take me down. I, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, forget it, dude. I got... To, like, I always wanted to wrestle with him, too. I was like, dude, I'm going to get you today. I'm going to get... He's like, you ain't getting me today, dude. <laughs> you ain't getting me today. Like, he could be Submit having his worst fucking day, and he'd still, you know, do what I wouldn't yeah. down. Submission-wise, BJ's got to be your guy. Yeah, yeah, he was my Guys worst. Submitted you the most. Yeah. yeah, he was my he was my worst because uh, he made us. But I remember I only trained with him that first three years, almost four years. He was in the UFC and he was just fresh out of being like in competition for jujitsu. He was fucking nasty good. Yeah, so good. And then, um, but then Dave, you know, Dave Camarillo came shortly after, and then Dave was probably my next guy that I just always had. We did. I we trained hand in hand with each other the most because he was the main guy that I I always rolled with and trained with. Because he, he was the one helping me. He came, he came about a month before the Gerald Streetment fight, so he came just in time for me to get some some good jujitsu in, which I think ended up saving my ass. Because had I not had him, I would have lost that fight probably. I think yeah. uh, definitely. Um, sparring wise, <clears throat> it depends. If you listen to Javier tell the story. I spar with Mike Kyle, Paul Bonatello, Trevor Prangley, 
all those guys. I sparred with all of them. But the guy that I think, <clears throat> the guy that drove me the craziest was Mike Swick. Because he was long, lanky. He kind of ran a little bit, but didn't, but then like with the last minute, last 30 seconds, he would like try and like, he would almost act as if like he was going to knock you out. He's like trying to just put all this, like he would just flurry. <laughs> And you're like, you didn't do shit for four and a half minutes. Like, what do you do? Like, I would get so mad. I was like, quit, quit trying to show off. I was, it would make me so mad that I wanted to fucking fight him more, <laughs> fight him more. And so it ended up get, we ended up getting into like slug matches as well. He was that guy. I mean, like he was the guy also too, for me a little bit for grappling, like the guys that have big, he had big hands. He reminds me, of, I mean, not in comparison, like I'm just saying body style, like of Tony Ferguson. They have big, long hands. They grab your wrist. You can't get your wrist free. Like they're wire, long arms. like wiry, strong, like long arms, good guillotines, good, good darses, good anacondas, good triangle armbar game. Like it's just that they're really long and lanky and, and just in good grip strength. And it's like, oh man, it's so frustrating sometimes to deal with guys like that. And just makes you, it just irritates you even more to like, you want to just fucking punch them harder in the face, but you have a hard time <laughs> getting there. And it's like, ah, it's like, and then you know, it's too much work because you don't want to give them any chance or opportunity to score on you. You know? Yeah. Swick was more my sparring guy that would drive me nuts. Like if it was going to be the hardest guy, cost check was the hardest guy for me okay. to spar with. He was so fast. He was uh, so explosive. He could take me down anytime he fucking wanted to. And and I had I couldn't deal with his speed on the feet. Like, I was a fast guy, but my speed didn't accumulate any power. His speed fucking, at any moment, if he wanted to, he could have potentially knocked me out. But the one thing <clears throat> with him is that he was a teammate. And as much as people like to give him a hard time, he was he was always a teammate. I remember I had moments where I was just getting, I was having like a horrible day. Hava put him in there and he would just look at Hava like, don't worry, I got it. Like, no big deal. You know, like he, he would let me work. And he knew I was just not having a good day. And he just came in on my fifth round like, fuck Hava, what are you doing to me? You know, and he would just, he'd move around. He'd try to miss my punches. And he was, he was a, he was a great teammate as much as people want to give him a hard time. And, you know, I've, I've, I've said some, some things about him too, because you know, he, he was an asshole sometimes, but there, <laughs> but a lot of the under the cover stuff, like he just, he was undercover, a nice guy, you know, to Fitch, to Swick, to, to Bob, you know, to Bobby Southworth, to Dave Camarillo. He was one of those guys that just, he was a good guy in the gym. Um, as long as it was when, when you least expected it. Good kid. Uh, next question. Um, from the metal Sandman. Do you think the UFC should do tournaments like what Bellator's doing with a fat check of a few million uh, with the championship strap included? Absolutely. So. You know, with something, when, you, when you see something and it works, steal it, use it, and they should. Because it, it gives the one thing that I love about the tournaments, and I don't like same-day tournaments since I'm one of the old bastards that actually did that crap. Okay, but when you have a tournament, it does take away your ability as the promoter to match people up the way you want them matched up a lot of the time. And that's one of the reasons I think the UFC looks and goes, eh, don't really want that because they could end up with a fight that they go, I got my champion now fighting this guy and I'm that's really not the fight I wanted to make. But it gives the fighters some control. It gives them control of 
They know exactly when they're going to fight, who they're going to fight, and if they win that fight, what's next? I know it'll be between one of those two guys or it's going to be that guy. Yeah, That's a great position to be in if you're the fighter. And so, you know, we talk about, you know, most of the time I side with the fighters over the promotion. And this is one of the times I side with the fighters over the promotion in that control factor. But it's always good for the promotion to have those tournaments because people become invested in the tournament. They know that that tournament's happening. They know that certain guys that they like are in the tournament and they want to see how they, you know, how they fare, where they go. And so people tune into them. And I, I just like that tournament format, you know, especially just one weight class, be it, you know, if it was the UFC and say they did, we're going to do a lightweight tournament. Khabib's our champion and we're going to run that tournament. We're going to put Connor in the other side and we're going to put Dustin Poirier there and Justin Gaethje. Come on, how freaking great would that be? It'd be awesome. They should do it. Yeah. But they won't. Yeah, they won't. They definitely won't. Um, no, because then it would give credibility, I think, to what Bellator's doing, and they kind of followed the same pattern. I think, um, no, I, I just, I, I don't think that they, they need to right now. I mean, them, of course, we'd like to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon with you as well. I'd love to see, especially because you brought it up, the lightweight, the, the a lightweight tournament. And the reason why is oh. because all the best fighters in the lightweight division. There's just no doubt about that. So, of course, you use the lightweight division as, as something to prop that up. But you can't, oh, but you Jesus. can't, you can't I do that. I should have gone with someone else. <laughs> you couldn't, you I couldn't, really blew you that You can't one. do that at 170. You can do it at probably at 145. You can't do it at heavyweight. There's no way. You got like three <laughs> or four good ones. I could definitely do it at heavyweight. Yeah, but I think after four, you'd be like, okay, who's that guy? Like, that's how it would go. Come on, man. Think of a heavyweight tournament. You put John Jones in there also. And oh, no, wait, you, didn't, no, 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 you can't say light. You can't add light heavyweights. Like, no, you Bader can't do that. I love the heavyweights. I like how you're trying to change the rules all of a sudden. You can't change the rules mid through th midway through your argument. The rules. You tried doing it earlier fighters. with what the Connor and Masvidal. I Gosh, cannot believe that you are not crazy. acceptable of understanding that John Jones could fight for the heavyweight champion. He could, but that wasn't the question we're doing right now. You just added in. You added in that part of the question. <laughs> you had to get all over. Oh, the lightweight are the best. Because we are the well, not we anymore, but them. They are the best. They are the best. Um, all right. What was the question again? <laughs> he doesn't even know. That's why he has a look on his phone. <laughs> Should he actually do the tournament? Should uh, there oh, be money in a shop? Um, no. I mean, like, yes, of course we would love to see the tournament. No, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, no, I, I just, uh, outside of the lightweight division, I don't think there's, there's six to eight guys in each division that oh, in, 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 in four, 145 there is. Oh, One, yeah. 155 there is. 135 there is. I don't even know. He's in 135. Oh, what? Henry Cejudo, Henry Cejudo, Peter Yan. You could put Aljamain, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan. Aljamain Sterling. Okay, so that's four. In that's four. No, I've already given you more than four. No, no. <laughs> four, four where it's going to be. Cejudo. Cejudo. Sterling. Peter Yan. Aljamain, as you said. Yeah. Dominic Cruz. Marais. So that's five. Marais. That's Faber. Nah. Just lost, oh, bull. Just, Put him just in. lost to Peter Jan. Put him in. No. Sanhagen. No. No? No. Next. You wouldn't put Sanhagen? Oh, what are you, crazy? Next. Go ahead. Go, carry on. Carry on next. <laughs> Cody Garbrandt. 
Now you're going to say don't put an ex-champion in. No, no, you would. You would. Pedro well, Munoz. Yeah, he just beat Cody. So, yeah, so those two. So, seven. So, San Hagen. So, okay, so we'll give you – there's there's your eight. San Hagen and then okay. – okay, so there's your eight. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a hell of a tournament. No, it is. It is. It is a good tournament. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 35, 45, 55. Yeah, tell me who at 70. Give me somebody at 70. Oh, oh, come on, man. Are you kidding me? I just think it gets low. It gets dwindled down around four and five. How? Would, All right. You've I'll got you've rankings. got your huh? How about I've got the rankings? Let me see the go ahead. Speed uh, up. How the about Ma, hold on? We got Masvidal. Okay. Obviously, Usman is the Usman. champ. Usman. Colby. Yep. Woodley. Okay. Woodley, uh, Leon, Woodley, Leon Edwards. That's five. Okay, right there. You don't like it. He's already? struggling. He's struggling right now. See, he's lying. I said Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy for sure because he has a different. <laughs> he's struggling now. It's the age. I think six seventy five kicking I'm in. Not struggling at all. Do you want to hit the okay. button? About, does, it, does it activate the brainwaves? <laughs> the button. <how> about Connor. <laughs> you, what are you? T- you think Connor's gonna get in that tournament? Why not? The guy that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars is not going to put his reputation on the line. He wants one fight. He's not going to do the tournament. No way. I didn't say he would do it. I'm saying, why not try? He won't go. So you have six. Oh, my God. That's six. You are, you. See? Six. You had six with Who? Woodley. I was giving you seven with McGregor. But that's not seven, though. It's not he won't get to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Who else? There's still Robbie Lawler. Um Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, Michael Chiesa, Damian no. Maia, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. put him in there. I would probably put Lawler in just because it's Lawler. He can knock any yeah, of them out good. at any time. That's it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, yeah. And then Pace. Get eight in there. Easy. Who, who's at 15? Pace. Oh, Pettis. Pettis. Nah. He's a, I feel like he's that he's that tweener. He's that if the 165 pound division was there, he'd probably be one of the best at that division. Yeah. You know, I feel like Masvidal's there too. He's that seven. He's that 65 weight class. Little Tell too me small. You put Nate in the tournament also. Yeah, you could. See, to me, that'd be a good way. I think if you're going to start off a new weight class, 165, and you're gonna have it, you do I a think, tournament. I think you do a tournament. That's how you decide yeah. who the champion is. I, outside of that, I don't think the UFC uses that. I don't think they use a tournament style outside of maybe when they, if they were ever to start the 165 pound division. So, and I would, I Turn would it, just, I would love tournament to style. If they were going to open up the different weight classes and go to 155 to 165, you open up that and then you do one at 175 and you let Usman decide, eh, I think I'm going to go to the 175 mm-hmm. or I'm going to go to the 165. And that way, you can have that also, but yeah, but if you a tournament, I feel perfect. like if he went to sixty, perfect. I feel like if it's fifty, it's sixty-five, he would have to whatever he decided to go, he'd be the automatic champion. Yeah, I, I feel like he, he would have to be the automatic champion. You can't Absolutely. just strip him from the title, to, make him fight. If for he it. goes to seventy-five, he's the champion there. Yeah, yep. But he can't go to both. No, he can't go to both. Nope. I, yeah, that'd be great to see. And then whoever whoever the vacant title is, you have a tournament there for that title. I mean, it's not like that hasn't been done before in the UFC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that was before they took place, right? All the, all the tournament stuff were done before the UFC. Did the UFC have a tournament at all? Like when they, when the when Dana and them took it over? Hello? Who did they do they a almost tournament? Got, they almost got rid of your division because of it. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the BJ and Carl Uno, that, the draw, yep. right? When they had the draw. Wasn't that, I thought Matt that was Sarah Dean <clears throat> Thomas 
Matt Sarah, Dean Thomas, and yeah. BJ and Cal Uno, yeah. who he had, he had beaten the first time in 11, 11 seconds. seconds. Yeah, I was I was in awe, man. I was in awe. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. So was everybody. Yeah. And the same thing with the Dean Thomas fight when he fought Dean. Oh, dude. Uh, that that fight, we were the most nervous. I know from AKA, we were the most nervous about that fight was the Dean Thomas fight because no one had really seen a whole lot of footage of him. You know, like we had, we didn't have a whole lot of stuff on him back then. The internet wasn't really around. It was yeah, very they, broken. It was dial but up. They, they, they didn't have a whole lot on BJ either. No, so. Yeah. I mean, like they knew he was good on the ground. They knew that you yeah, could get a couple, that. you could get a couple back then. You can get a couple videos of footage of him competing like online. The fight game wasn't as, as relevant as I felt like jujitsu was at that time. I, maybe I just wasn't into the jiu-jitsu game, but you, I could still find footage of guys train like competing in jiu-jitsu. I could. They it was did, hard to find fights. I don't. I don't think that Dean's camp understood what BJ did that was different than everyone else. Yeah. BJ had a very similar style with his legs to what Eddie Bravo brought yeah. about with Tenth Tenth Planet. Yeah. And BJ's ability to take his leg and turn it basically his foot up towards his chin with the bottom part and to catch your arm and put you into not basically an umoplata but a setup for it mm -hmm. and at the time it wasn't well known and he did all kinds that he locked in on dean thomas's arms with his leg i want yeah. and dean picks him up and he just goes up with him and you could see like dean was like what the hell yeah you know, he was he was at that time his jujitsu was just way better than oh. everybody else in the lightweight class. It was like next level shit. I remember yep. that. Dave's freezing. Next question. Me. He's the only guy that comes into a at 5.30 in the morning wearing a cardigan sweater. It's fucking freezing. I knew it was going to be cold <laughs> in this fucking room. And then he comes in wearing Toms with no socks. 5.30 in the morning. It's been cold all fucking week here in Hold California. He's, he's got a sweater on and he's got... He's got a Look, carnigan. He's got a he's, he's carnigan. He's, <laughs> it's a fucking it's a zipper. It's a, whatever. Fucking he's got that sweater and he's got a then he's got a Josh Thompson hot nougat shirt on, but his sweater is blue and the hot nougat shirt is like a gold yellow, and then he's got gray. He's, a he's got sweat. He's got sweats on gray sweats on and he's wearing toms with no socks. I never want to hear shit out of your mouth about style, son. Hey, ever, you know, ever. I never want to hear it, anything. Says a guy that goes to like events hey. wearing sneakers and yeah. sweatpants and I, coach I, Josh. I go to nightclubs and fucking sandals. Who cares? If you don't let me in, it's cool. I don't got to go in. I'm good with that. <laughs> you know? Go ahead. All right. Hold Next on. question. Um, <laughs> so there's some funny stuff in here. Uh, What's funny is the fact that you're wearing no socks with Tom's. I'm wearing. I'm wearing sweats. I'm wearing invisible socks actually. Invis oh, he's wearing. <laughs> he's wearing. He's those got nylons. Yeah. Remember the ones I want to work at? Video? Yeah, you have those on. Yeah. Yeah, that's man. All right. Did, uh, does your wife get mad when you still wear socks? When I still wear socks? Yeah, you steal her socks. Steal her Steal socks. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> it's not all you stealing. Yeah. Uh, hey guys. All right. Coop de Grace asks. Uh, Josh, what's what hurts more, a kick to the body or a kick to the leg? Oh, well, if it's just one kick to the body, for sure. If it's just one kick, okay, because you majority of the fighters can take it a good one kick. I mean, at least two or three. But the kick to the body, if placed properly, oof, oof, just nasty. It's not even especially a if it hits your floating rib. Oh, and it just fucking moves that thing in. It's like ah. Uh. 
Yeah. And then you're like, mm. yeah. There's a there's a couple Horrible things. Feeling. I've actually blocked kicks where it's kicked me in the elbow and the foot's wrapped around and hit me on my back like the toes have whipped me on the yeah. back and I've had I've had you know the what do they call toe the, marks yeah the toe marks on my on like my rib cage on the backside so yeah that, even when it doesn't hit you and knock the wind out of you it still can it can still leave some nasty marks the people have no idea how much yeah. a kick hurts dude I was refereeing it was um goddamn who's um I'm looking at his face again can't remember. John John Hackleman trains him. He's from Utah. Um, I was just had his name. I'm losing it. I know who you're talking totally about. Losing it. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got the big chops. We he's got kind of like that. He's got the big beard. Yeah, the Amish beard yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Who I can't remember fight? who he was. What's that? Who did he fight? He's fought everybody. That does he's fought everybody. In God, I can't remember thing. his name. Bro, <laughs> I just I had it. And yeah, I lost it. he had like uh, he went through some hard times in his life, and then he was able yes. to get, get back. He was to addicted normal. for a while, man. Yeah. He's done great getting back. Get back, and then oh, I've guy. lost it. I, I can't even remember. Years I, old. That's exactly it, man. <laughs> and I, you know, it's worse when you're looking at him. You can see him in your yeah. head. And, and the name, guy, I would like to say I have it on the tip of my tongue, but I don't. I just, <laughs> I just see the face. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, anyways, anyways he, he's fighting one time, and right, you know, it's right at the 10 second. People that you know don't realize, but when the 10 second clacker, and I learned this off of when Chuck Liddell fought Tito Ortiz the first time, UFC 47. You know, from that point, I started. You would see every time the 10 second clacker would go off, you'd see me just point in that direction towards the timekeeper, because mm -hmm. that was a signal for the timekeeper that yes, I heard it. Because if you don't hear it, you want to know. So I hear the, the 10 seconds as, you know, the fight's going on and I'm counting down in my head and I get closer. And in about two seconds, I get really close so I can come in between them to put my hand in between the two. So that's a visual signal for the fighters mm -hmm. that, hey, this round is over. And I do that just as he launches a kick. And I see the kick coming and I go and I grab his the kick. I try to grab it as he's throwing it up so it doesn't hit his opponent. And it hits me right on the inside of the elbow. His shin does. Right? And I just feel it. It does that fire zing down your your, your fingertips. And then they both go to their corners. And Court McGee. Court McGee. Thank you. Court McGee. Court McGee. So Court goes and he hit, you know, throws the kick and I catch it and you know, send him off. And he goes to his corner. And for the next 45 seconds i'm trying to get the feeling back in my arm <laughs> you know as I'm, I'm i'm over there you know watching him with you know john hackman i go to his opponents just to make sure he's okay and i'm thinking jesus christ i can't get my fucking arm is dead i can't get it to work right and that's what happens yeah you know people have no idea and that can happen in the middle of the fight where all of a sudden you get kicked on that you know just a nerve shuts your arm down or shuts your leg down or yeah you know, Get hit in the neck, shut your shut body. Shut my down. body down. <laughs> shut yeah. my body down. Eves yep. kicked me right in the neck, and it was it was uh, it was so weird. I actually was still my eyes were still open. I was still awake. I could feel oh, my body. Your brain's working. Yeah, I felt my body going to the ground, and then as soon as I hit, I kind of woke up for a split second, and then he hit me like he didn't, I don't even know if he hit me clean, 
but just slight glaze. And then I, you know, I was being stood up. I'm like, shit, this is sucks. <laughs> I was like, damn, how'd you lose this fucking fight? That was a beautiful spinning back. Yeah, it really yeah, was. Yeah. I, I had, I, it was the right idea. I thought, but <laughs> no, it was a good idea. He just yeah. threw the kick at the right, right idea too. I thought to myself, let's see how this plays out. Cotton just didn't work out very well. <laughs> oh man. All right, next, next question. Next question, buddy. All right. This one's two part. Um, if Josh were to have a comeback fight, who would be his ideal opponent? This can be retired or still active fighters. Oh, that's if, easy. Come on, yeah. don't do that. If that was simple. If, if Big John, there's, there's, uh, if Big John could get any rule in MMA this moment, what would it be and why? This one is to oh, this is actually a three part question. Um, Jesus. Yeah, no, this one's for me. So we'll just get that. And then thank you guys for all you do and have done overall as a really entertaining podcast. Yeah. All right, Josh, you go first since it's. What was the question? Oh, it'd be Gilbert. It'd be Gilbert. He'd be the only guy that I'd really would, it'd be interested in fighting where he's not as old as me, but it'd be. I feel like it'd be a good. It, we'd probably do it well. I thought, I thought we'd do number. And it'd be a three round fight. So it would make a huge difference on how we would approach the fight versus the first fights were all five round fights. So all three of the fights that we had were five round fights. They were, I felt like wars on all, on all ends, you know? So one, the first fight was one sided for me. The second fight I felt like it was one sided for him. The third fight was a split decision. And, uh, you know, and I felt like I won and just one of those fights you kind of want to get back. I kind of, I tip my hat to him, man. Yeah. He, he did, he's done a lot of great things throughout his career. And, you know, we both kind of got to the UFC when we were a little bit older in age. Obviously, me being, I think, two or three or four more years older than him, maybe even more than that. But, um, you know, I wouldn't mind running that one back. Uh, but I think in the moments past, I'm kind of, like I said, I've said this multiple times, I don't even think about fighting anymore. I think about fighting in terms of the research I do on the new guys, the new up-and-coming guys that we have. Otherwise, I don't think about who I want to fight. I, I definitely don't think about fucking training anymore. And <laughs> and uh, and I walk into that room every once in a while, you know, at AKA, and I, you know, I talk to all the guys that are there, and I just just being in there lets me know that no, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to be back in that room, fucking trapped in there five days a week, and you know, even sometimes six days. You know, the way I would train it was just constant. I was in there, you know, I was at the gym, I was literally a gym rat, fucking anywhere between five and a half to seven, seven hours a day, you know, broken up throughout the day, plus travel time. I mean, you're looking at a good nine hour day every day of just traveling back and forth plus plus training. No, I don't miss that at all. So if I was to fight though, it, it, I really would really only come back for the Gill fight. I mean, unless you threw out a Connor name, which was a ton of money, but then they really, it really wouldn't make a ton of money because I'm old no. and washed up. So it's like, you know, but like, that's it. I mean, you got to be real with yourself. You know, you're old, you're washed up. Like what fights are really out there that could potentially make you a ton of money? The one that would probably make me the most money would be the Gill fight. That'd be it. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's because Scott would love to see that fight. Yeah. Because he put on the first three. Nah, yeah. let's be honest. You know, and the one there's there's something you're saying here that I think needs to be talked about a little bit is a lot of people are sitting there saying, How, what do you mean you don't like it anymore? It's like, hey, everybody changes. Yeah. Everybody grows and your interest starts to go in different directions and it's okay. You know, they're, they're, that person that you were when you were in your 20s is not always the same person that you are when you're in your 30s and it definitely is not the same person unless you're an idiot. <laughs> that you are when you're in your 40s and so you know th there comes that point where things that you did in the past that you loved, you couldn't think of doing anything else 
becomes that thing that at this point in your life you go yeah i'm just i'm over it mm-hmm. and that's okay and it's you know that's part of you know the the journey of life and it's a good thing that you figured out you know what i'm over that there's i have other things that interest me now and that's what life's about so yeah. don't feel bad about that no not at all one rule you could change if i could change one rule in mma right add, now or if you could have a rule you gonna add a rule have a rule like any it could be any of the above change add first off if you're gonna say change something get rid of the ridiculous downward elbow it's uh. the dumbest rule ever okay it was put in there for a dumb reason you know it was something at the time when we were doing the unified rules i was starting to try to argue against and, and we had been there so long that lorenzo fertita looked at me and said john let it go it's stupid right because he had he was tired of being there uh-huh. <laughs> and so i said okay boss you know and so i let it go and and that became something that you know it's affected certain bites when it shouldn't because it's if you're going to do something or put a rule mm-hmm. into place, you put it in for the actual safety of the fighters, for the betterment of the sport, and to sit there and say that that is the most dangerous thing that we can do in the sport of MMA is just ridiculous. Yeah. You, know, you allow me to take my you know shin and put it up against your skull. You allow me to take my knee and do the same thing, but I can't do this one stupid straight up and down elbow Mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous so that that rule someday needs to go you have a lot of reasons why it hasn't but it's just really ridiculous so that's what i would change what if we were to add a rule if i was going to add a rule there's certain things i would add one of the things i would add you know there's certain things that i have seen and, and again people don't see these things because they usually happen in a small regional show or somewhere in a different country, and it's not the UFC or it's not Bellator, so people don't see it. But I've had guys do certain things that I go, ooh, I don't like that. That is nasty. Hmm. And there was one, that, you know, think of getting into a north-south position on somebody. Mm-hmm. Normally, you get north-south, and you're the guy on top, and you're going for the choke, and you're putting pressure down onto someone. I had a guy one time do that and Herb has had the same thing and we talked about it. And a guy, as he's in that, he decides, he puts his, he brings his knee up and somehow he he just pops up and he puts his foot to the ground and lifts the guy up backwards and starts to hyperextend his head the the opposite way. And it just, and now the guy tapped right away and I stopped it, but it was like, "Mm, that's one that is just dangerous. And so if I was going to put a rule in that situation, you have somebody's head with their body extended. You're in a position north-south with them. You cannot try to stand up and turn their head backwards. Yeah. You know, in that fashion, I would say that would be a rule that should be put in place because that's for the safety of the fighters. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still a sport. and We all want to go home. It's to a families. sport. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Next one. Uh, no, I have a question. What was the question to you? Uh, it was just my... Uh, who's your favorite fighter excluding Josh? <laughs> well, we both know. We both know <laughs> we both that's know not, not true. Josh. We both know yeah. it's not Josh. <laughs> we both know that. It's actually All three of us. Dave, who's your favorite fighter? It's actually uh, Pachuki Pitbull. Um, I love, really? I love that he uh, 
I love that he retired this asshole that, that I know. <laughs> oh. and, and I think uh, oh, in, in that fight, Big John did an amazing job. Of you know what? I've I want to tell you, Dave, I've always thought you were probably the most intelligent man I have ever met. Yep. And now I know it's true. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought you did a wonderful job in that fight, John. Masterful. I don't, I, you know, I've watched it back several times. I didn't, I just don't fail to see the head, but I just don't think it happened. The, the commission. It was agreed. a left hand, like the judge told me. Yep. Yeah. The, the commission agrees with me. So. Are you are you two done patting each other on the back? Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm getting, I'm getting sore. I'm getting sore uh -huh. on this shoulder. Jeez, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's where you fell this morning down the stairs, old man. <laughs> no, that was last night. <laughs> last night. Uh, it was close this morning. It was like 12 o'clock. What's next? Uh, Vince Ventura asks, uh, for Josh and Big John two-part question, do you think Amosov is next in line for a welterweight title shot, and how do you see that matchup versus Lima going? I think Amosov is a legit contender, and his defensive wrestling against Ruth was such an eye-opener as to show how good the kid is. Yeah, I will tell you, the fact that Josh traded Amosov away, I am still hurt by. I'm still hurt by that. <laughs> But I, I traded Patricio, so I can understand that. But yeah. at, there's no there's no one right now that you can say deserves that shot more than Amazon. He's undefeated, 23-0. His wrestling is so good. Yeah. For a guy that did not grow up wrestling, man, he's got it. You know, to, to do the things that he did with Ed Ruth, you know, because they both they had some transitions in there, and you talk yeah. about the one, but that was Ed Ruth's time when he'd made that transition. But look at the times that he took Ed Ruth down, and the way he did it, and the, you know, he threw a Haragosh on Ed Ruth that took Ed had Ed's feet up in the air. In you the don't do that. One, yeah, you don't do that with an NC two A wrestler that is as accomplished and understanding of balance and base. Yeah. And the ability to move his feet to create that stoppage of that type of attack. Man, he's so good in the matchup, in my opinion, against Lima. You know, I, I see Amazov fighting that very similar to the way Rory McDonald would fight Lima. I think Amazov is good, really good in his stand-up, but I think he would always be working to try to get Lima to the ground. Yeah. Being in the top position of Lima in the ground. And working on him there, that's the way he fights. And he's got a good chance against anybody. I don't care who it is. That guy's wrestling is fantastic. So he can usually put the fight where he wants it to be. The real question in my mind is in all the fights that I've watched of his, he does tend to get a little tired. And as the fight goes on, and he's, I've only seen him in three-round fights. I saw him in a five-round fight when he was in Russia. But three-round fights with Bellator. He has slowed himself down a little bit in a couple of them, not all of them. And so how does he do in those championship rounds against a guy that's going to pressure him like Lima? That's the real question. Yeah, especially in that fourth and fifth round when your leg's aching and you can't shoot anymore, you know, because there's without a doubt the fight always starts on the feet in every round. And all yep. Lima's got to do is get one off around. And next thing you know, you're not able to walk. You're not able to shoot. You're not able to put weight on that leg. It doesn't take yeah, long. Lima, Lima is not really good with his kicks to the legs, though. Yeah, just to so. the calf. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous game to play, knowing that the fight always starts on the feet. Um, I can't think of another guy outside of that. 
Honestly, uh, outside the, of Am- well, outside of Amazon, there's no other guy. It. Yeah, not not one that deserves it. Not as much as him. The only other thing is we could say. Sorry, uh, we could. Are you tired? My, no, my coffee must not have kicked in. Um, like our coffee is the, the only guy, <laughs> the only guy <laughs> that we can um, that I could probably potentially mix him in with is if you were to put him against somebody like a Gracie. You know, Neiman, just because Neiman beat uh, Ed as well. And he's kind of in that mix of there's one more guy he needs to beat, I think, in the middle there. That's it. Maybe like a Larkin, maybe a, maybe a Neiman Gracie. That would be it. I wouldn't even, I, but I mean, I still would probably have him next in line being that he's undefeated. What is he, 23 and 0? Yep. You know, he's 23 and 0. He had a great performance against Ed Ruth. Ed Ruth's fucking nasty good. You know, uh, but Neiman has beat Ed. That's only Ed's second loss. Um, I get it, but I'd like to see a maybe a Lorenz Larkin, maybe a Neiman Gracie. Uh, I can't think of that. Maybe a Korshkov, you know, but Korshkov, just one of those guys that was that was in the tournament that, and, and even even those, even uh, didn't get that, Korshkov didn't even get that far. He didn't get past the first round. Uh, Larkin was never even in the tournament. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would just say Larkin because Larkin's on a run right now. He'd be, I think he'd be the next guy. That'd be it. I would, I'd see that fight, but I also want to see Larkin MVP more. So that's the fight. I want yep. To see. Yep. Next question. We'll do two more. Two more. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Corbin Young asks, how fast is the skill of MMA improving? Would Prime GSP beat uh, Usman? Would Prime Anderson beat Izzy? And would Prime Kane beat Stipe? So the first one was GSP in uh, Usman. Yes, GSP would be Usman. Yes, my, <laughs> I think G, I think GSP I think GSP would probably be Usman now. Um, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> nothing again. I I I feel like I just it's it's unfortunate, man. I feel like every time I speak about Usman. It's like to say something like that. When in reality, I'm I I love watching his fights. I Huge think he's fan. fucking very good. He's he good is. all the way around. And I I never had had a fight that impressed me so much when he fucked Colby up. I was like in my mind, I'm like, this is not how I plan on this fight going. The, all the things that we thought about fighting, I didn't see that fight happening that way. I don't know many people that did. But we thought, you know, maybe both the wrestlings would nullify each other and they would both stand. No, they didn't even fucking wrestle. They, didn't, yeah, they were like, nah, let's just not even bother. Let's just stand. I thought it was a great fucking fight. And Usman impressed me. He impressed me to beyond no, all me. I'm like, he just, I was, it, it baffled me to think that he was so good on the feet as well as his conditioning. And because I had seen some fights where he kind of like petered out a little bit or slowed the pace down a little bit. That, that wasn't the case in this fight. So nope. I think he, I think, but I still think GSP, the guy just always came in with one of the best game plans, had one of the yep. best camps, and he's just so well-rounded. Every time you wanted to wrestle, he would stop your wrestling. Every time you wanted to stand, he would take you down. He had, he just, he knew how to mix it up. His timing on the takedown was so damn good. He set it up so well, and he knew how, he knew when and how to get you down without using a lot of energy for himself. It was just perfect, man. I, I still think to this day, he probably would. St- I think he would probably be Usman right now. It's, it's so that MMA math is so hard. Yeah. But you know when I you look, people don't realize how good George was. Now, I, like anything, he had his time when 
he became a safe fighter. Yep. Instead of taking chances, he became the guy that I'm not going to take chances. I'm just going to win. And he could do that because he yeah. was so good. I look at, uh, you know, there's certain things about Usman. I love Usman. I think Usman is so good. Um, but there's certain things where I can see areas. And, and this is where a lot of people are going to say, well, Usman's a really good wrestler and George isn't going to be able to take him down. George took Josh Koscheck down. Yeah. Okay. Josh Koscheck was a good wrestler. Yeah. I mean, a good wrestler. So George could take anybody down in a given fight if he you know, is given that that opening and that timing area because his timing and the way he set it up was so good. Mm -hmm. And he was so explosive and strong. The guy is strong. Yeah. For a welterweight fighter, I'm not saying that Usman's not. They match up very well. I do think in the end it becomes the game plan and the ability for George to stay with the game plan is the big difference. And so I would almost lean towards George like like you're saying. That would be probably the guy that I think in the end it's a close fight, but I'd probably go with George. Anyway. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Izzy and Anson Silva. Well, we got to see that fight, but yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, if you took Anderson 10 years prior, that's a different fight. Pre-USADA? Well, okay. <laughs> Damn it, Josh. Sorry, man. That's the well, one I see, but it's the, it's the way we when I, okay, everyone, so you know, when I talk to Josh, hey, if guy's never been caught, man, don't, you can't, can't sit there and say it. Guy's been caught. You can say it. Congratulations. He's been caught. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I would tell you pre-USADA, Yes. Because the big difference is the speed factor. You could visibly see Anderson slow down. Yeah. All right. When he when he was in his uh, point of fighting like Chris Weidman, Chris is not a real fast fighter. And Anderson was faster than Chris, but it's not the way he was early yeah. on in his career. And it was his ability to see things and move himself out of range of guys that in the end, when he fought Izzy, he couldn't move himself out of that range the same way. So if you took Anderson from 10 years ago and put him against Adesanya, it's a good fight. But I think that Anderson actually, right at that time, if you took the Adesanya of right now, I say Anderson is better. I kind of feel like, um, I don't know what it is, but I feel like Anderson's chin has never been that great. I don't know if it's because of all the stuff that's happened to him later in his career that I feel that way. But yeah. I, I feel like his length and his range has kept him away from getting clipped on the chin quite a bit because he was so much longer and lankier than everybody else in that division. And Izzy, though, has shown that his chin is just fine. And his chin will take whatever it is you want to dish out on him. I think if the two of them were to fight back in their prime, I would lean more towards Izzy. I think Izzy is the guy that um, stylistically they're both the same. Um, but I think he has more of an extensive, like full on kickboxing background and Anderson wouldn't be able to take Izzy down. So it would See, be I on think, the feet. I think, be good I think that Anderson's power is better than Izzy's. Probably. You might be correct. And and that's the big difference maker. Yeah. You might be correct. Yeah. But it's close. It's a good, you know, again, both guys yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. And I felt like, and, when they, when, I, and I'm taking, I'm taking 10 years off of Anderson, hmm. putting him back to when he was 30 one years yeah. old, to totally different fighter. Very true. 
Yep, yep. But that means you're dealing with like a 20 year old or uh, less than that. <laughs> Is he <laughs> no experience? <laughs> like just no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you're if you were to match him up like both in their prime, I would lean yep. more towards Izzy only because I feel like his chin has always been a little bit better. Um uh but I agree, Anderson does hit harder. The both of them are the same, same height, pretty much. I think kickboxing wise, Izzy was the better kickboxer when it came to fighting. Um, but then it's we're fighting MMA gloves, big difference. Yeah, it's not it's not kickboxing. No, it's not. I don't worry about that. But I think it'd be a kickboxing style fight, though. You know, I don't think there'd be a whole lot of wrestling, not a whole lot of clinching. I think that a lot of them they would just stand. You know, I think when the, you can't take much from their from their actual real fight that they did have because one was older, and then on top of that, one is fighting kind of like his idol kind of thing. Like he's fighting a guy that he's looked up to or he's seen fight so many times. And the lot the one thing he wants to do is get that win. You know, it's yeah. more important for you to get that win over that guy you you know that you have grown up watching fight. Got to so, get that notch. Yeah, that notch. Like, hey man, I did beat him. Yeah. Uh, last question. Um, just so real quick, um, Raul Mendoza did, did ask uh, who's on your MMA Mount Rushmore, but um, just to let him know, we did answer that on weighing in number one, so he can go back what? and check it out on there. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and then Eduardo Flores asks, how do you think a matchup between Benson Henderson and Tony Ferguson would go, either right now or back in 2014-15? I like the fact they both have wings on their back. Oh, wings. wings. I thought you said they both have wins on their back. I'm like, no, they wings. both got wins on their back. <laughs> um, you know, I, we never got a clear answer to the, to the, to, to the um, Mount Rushmore. I have GSP. Uh, GSP. What do you mean we never got a clear well, answer? We, we kind of bounced around a little bit. A did we, we did spend a lot of time on it. So for me, it's GSP. Uh, it's Fedor, GSP. Don't spoil it. He's going to go back and watch. That's true. He's going to go back and watch. All right, fine. Fine, fine, You had fine. BJ on there. Yeah, I did have BJ on there. I, I looked at you. You had the guy that helped start the, the UFC period, right? What was his name? Hoist? I had Hoist No, on no, it. you had one of the no one of the guys that worked. Um, he like was. Oh, one of you the, said Art Art Davies yes. the guy that started the sport. Yes. I said, well, if you're gonna you know pick a guy that's not a fighter, then you yeah. got to say him because he started it. But got it. Yeah. But I, Hoist, I, I think I had Hoist, Fedor, I had GSP, and I can't remember who I had as my last one. So they're gonna have to go back. I think and it was work. Randy. Might have been. I think you had Randy. Six yeah. world titles. Three at heavyweight, three at light heavyweight. It's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, we were in that mix. I had BJ because of what I felt like he did contractually wise to the UFC. He kind of made them, they had to react to him doing things at the time that no other fighter was able to do or capable of doing, you know? So plus the way he's changed the sport itself, you know, starting Rumble on the Rock, being the featured thing, fighting all the Gracies, beating all the Gracies, bringing in Gomi to fight him. Like that, GJ changed the game to the point where when he, you know, when he came back, it was like he had left as a welterweight champion, came back and, you know, ended up becoming lightweight champion. Like that, that to me, it just changed the game and how, how fighters or how the UFC handled fighters and how fighters could 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 control their own career and their own destiny. And so that kind of why that's a big reason why I put him in there. Um, all right. So what was the question for the other one? Uh, Benson versus Tony. It could either be now or five years ago. Uh, I think either way. I think right now I'd I'd probably lean towards uh, Tony. I think five years ago I probably would have made it a very fucking fun fight. I I, I think 
Tony right now is just his confidence and everything else. He's always had confidence, but I'm saying the way he's handling himself right now, it just, I, don't, I think he just understands how good he is, you know? And he, back then, I think there was moments where he wasn't sure five years ago, he knew how good he was, but like seven, eight years ago, it was a little bit of that. I'm going to fight wild and crazy. And whatever happens, happens, goes. Now I feel like he knows exactly who he is and what he does very well. And he knows how to utilize that in his fight game. And it's shown through all the finishes he's had. And You know, fighters, they, they go, they have ups and downs. And it, what it is, is they understand who they are. They understand what techniques work very well. And then camps figure that out. And he's made adjustments along the way. Think about what is he on a 14 or 15 fight win streak or something like that. I want to say 14 fight win streak. 12. 12? 12. 12. Tony? Is it 12? Okay. 12, um, 12 fight. And so uh, it must have been from all the punches he gave me. I lost a couple fights in there. Uh, <laughs> all those elbows. Yeah. He, um, but I feel like, yeah, he's on that 12 fight win streak. Potentially could be 13 if he if he beats Khabib. Him against Ben right now. I mean, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to see that fight. I think it would. Ben just, he has a way of fighting a, a very close and safe fight at all times. But you he know? makes fights difficult. Yes, he does. He's a hard guy to fight. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everything that he does, he's good everywhere. Yeah. He's got he, certain things about Benson people don't know. His leg kicks, his kicks are heavy. Yeah. Man, he kicks hard. Heavy leg kicks. He's got very good base and balance. It's just that he tends to allow his opponent to dictate. Yeah the pace of the fight and where the fight's going to happen. And that has sometimes led him into losing. You know, he he's won a lot of decisions that were very close and he's lost decisions that were very close. Yeah. But you don't see a whole lot of guys getting rid of Benson. And I don't think Tony gets rid of Benson in the fight. I think it's a close fight at this moment. Yeah. I think I would give Tony Ferguson the edge in that, but it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a barn burner fight. And the longer the fight goes, the more it starts to go towards Benson. Yeah. Even though Tony's got that great pace. Yeah, because you know what? Benson just gets better as the fight goes on. Mm. He starts to figure himself out and then figures out where he can kind of start to push things, even though he kind of plays it a little safe. He doesn't take those big chances a lot anymore, and he plays it safe. But like I said, I don't think either one gets rid of the other in the fight. I think it's a close fight. Yeah, I think if one was to get rid of the other, it'd be Tony getting the submission on Ben. Yeah, I would we, agree. We've seen it with Pettis. He caught him in an armbar. You know, a quick transition, able to catch him. Um, I felt like uh, I had a lot of success, you know, in the grappling department against him. I did notice he made some changes after that. Um, but, I mean, the I felt like his, his weakness, one weakness that I felt when I fought him was that his grappling wasn't as, as, uh, as good as I thought it was going to be. But his, but he does hit, he hits, it's weird. He doesn't hit hard on the feet, but like when we were on the ground and his ground and pound, he hit me with a couple good shots and I was only on the ground with him for a split second. They, they, he'd cut me a little bit underneath my eye, good placement, good power. I don't know if it was just the weight he put on it when he did it, but it was, uh, it, it had a, it had a pretty good effect on the damage he was able to, to do during, in like four or five shots. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive because you know, I've been hit quite a bit, and I very rarely have been cut. And he gave me a little nick under my eyes. Maybe I was getting older. Who knows? But it's one of those. My <laughs> Maybe you had a broken my, thumb my, also. My skin's not what it used to be. Um, Did you break your thumb in that fight? 
I dislocated. I so I didn't dis. I broke my thumb in three places, and they had I had three pins put in it, and then I tore all the ligaments into my wrist. So all the way into my wrist from my thumb connected. They call it. They called it um, skier's thumb. I guess apparently is what it is. Like snow skiers and ice skaters get it all the time Falling. when they fall. When they fall, <laughs> so it bent it all the way back. back. There was a moment in the fight where I went to fight his hands. He got to my back. I want to say it was in the fourth round. He got to my back and I went to fight his hands. And I pushed down. You know how you put both thumbs on the inside of that grip and you try to push down like wrestling yep. to, to hip into it. And I pushed down. I looked down. I realized nothing was happening and my thumb was folded back up into my wrist. So it was like pushed into my skin, but folded backwards so I could see the bones moving. It was disgusting. It was so <laughs> gross. I almost fucking passed out, like fainted. I threw up in the middle of the cage just looking just at my like, thumb. This is so gross, man. I just, I was like, why the fuck is it breaking? I looked down and my thumbs all folded back. Oh, it was gross. Anyways. Um, I saw that same thing. Yeah, it was gross, man. I don't know. It was well. I didn't even know how. I don't know. I went back and watched the fight like ten times. I have no idea how it even happened. I, I try to pinpoint when it happened in the fight, but it happened in the first round. I came back in the second round, and you, you hear George, uh, no, George, Joe Rogan say like Josh said his his thumb, his hands broken, and yep. I was like, I told Bob, I'm like, hey man, something's wrong with my fucking thumb. He's like, who gives a fuck? He's like, he's like, you want to stop the fight? I'm like. <laughs> God damn fucking Bob Cook, uh, you are a, a mean man. I love you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, who gives a shit. He's like, who gives a fuck? He's like, you want to stop the fight? I'm like, no. He's like, all right then. Well, don't don't worry about it. Fucking get over it. I'm like, all right. Okay. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. We moved on. So uh yeah. I would give a submission edge to to Tony. Uh, okay. that was that was kind of it. Okay, so those of you guys that are at home, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. We had the Conor McGregor picture behind me. You guys, it was St. Patty's Day. That's why we had the Conor McGregor picture there. Calm down. Calm down, okay? No, I'm not jumping on the Khabib bandwagon. I'm already there, okay? I don't need to jump on it. All right, we put it up. It was St. Patty's Day. Guess who we got behind us now? It was DC's birthday last weekend. DC is up there, okay? You guys got it? You see where we're going with this, okay? Okay, I'm going to keep DC there a little bit because he's my boy. It's the moving but picture. Yeah, it was just something to change up the flow. with St. Patty's Day. We put Connor up. You guys got it? Okay, and then hey, did you I had, Did you hear Connor's, uh, did, you see, did you see his yes. um, speech thing to yeah. the government? Yeah. Dude, I, I got to like, I liked it. I, yeah. Man, hey, I, I liked it. I, I love, you know what? The He's talking about his country. He's talking about how special the Irish are and, you know, you. You guys need to do this. And it's like the next day they were doing stuff. Now, I'm yeah. not saying it's because of Connor, no. but you know what? You get someone that puts pressure on you and stuff. You also I really liked what he did. He also donated a million dollars. He stepped up in there. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Another big step up. Yeah. he. I feel like he has, uh, he's got a new publicist and they're doing them right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's yep. what I feel. I, I love watching him fight. Be. Uh, I, I love to see things like this happen. I feel like uh, since the bar scene with the old man, he they've good, they must have gotten him a new publicist or someone to help coordinate all these type of efforts because he's doing a good job. And I love seeing it. I like seeing athletes uh, do these kind of things. It's great. It's phenomenal. I'm glad that he's making a difference or trying to make a difference. And it's good to see. Adi Attar doing a good job with him. See? Good job, Adi. What'd you say, Dave? Oh no! I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to the 420 episode of Wing In because Nick Diaz is gonna be. Ah, oh, 420, 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's picture coming of the around. Diaz brothers up yeah, there. Yeah, I do have a Diaz picture. One yeah, I don't, I don't want it. I don't. I don't want it to be a fight picture. I want it to be one with a lot of smoke. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get that one of him at the fights, sparking one up. There we'll you go. We'll have to get it. All right, I think that's it, guys. Uh, look, we're up at five in the morning trying to get you guys shows because you know the rest. Uh, Dave's got his son at home, and John's got some wood to work on, and and me, stairs I just have my stairs dogs. to fall down. All stairs to fall down. <laughs> I've got my dog to to throw the ball for out in the front yard. So, um, look, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Good fan question today and fan questions today. And follow us on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, what else? I, I just went, Spotify, I went Stitcher. All those things. Okay, so uh, Instagram ah, is Wayne In Show. Follow Podcast Dave. Okay, on Instagram, Podcast Dave One on Twitter. John McCarthy MMA on Instagram and Twitter. The Real Punk on Instagram and Twitter. Look, uh, you guys, our numbers are growing. I, I see you. I read your guys' comments, okay? I read them all. And uh, even the hate ones, I read those too. Um, <laughs> how much you guys love me. Uh, look, you guys are doing a great job. You guys, I we, we both talk about this all the time, even with Dave. We sometimes include him in the conversation. <laughs> We love the fact that you guys are, must be sharing our videos. We're growing right now. I want to say at almost like almost a thousand to fifteen hundred um, subscribers, like a week, week and a half. So you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Please share. Keep please keep sharing our videos. Where our numbers are growing. You guys talk about how you want our numbers to grow. Look, you guys have to understand. We've only been doing this for what eight months now. So we really, this is realistically like a new show. So we've been doing this only for about eight months, and our numbers have grown so much and so we would want to thank you guys thank you guys so much please hit keep hitting the thumbs up on the youtube that shares our videos to everyone who's interested in mma and uh we appreciate you guys okay i wanted to make sure you guys understood that and pro wrestling okay slash josh thompson official go there get the weighing in t-shirt check that out as well see what you guys like and uh go from there okay we're gonna try to get some more artwork up so we can try to get another um Another shirt designed and put up on there as well. We like what the idea Dave. of Dave. We like that one. That's <laughs> going to be a great one. You know, you got John and I talking on one side of the fence and you got podcast Dave with his nose and his hands over the fence, like on the movie Home Improvement on the show, the CV series. It's perfect. I think it's perfect. We'll call it, you know, podcast Dave. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. John, you got anything? I do not, but everyone be safe out there. Be safe. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.